Hey guys, what's up? So I'm doing a little drive here for about 45 minutes, so I figured, um, I'm bored, I want to fucking do a podcast right now, and I'm going to see, I'm going to find out whether the sound quality is absolute shit or not. If it is, I might not upload it, but if it's not, if you can somewhat hear me, then I'm going to do it. So, hey guys, what's up? It's, uh, it's Ryan, it's Cliff, Captain Cliff, uh, setting a sail the seven seas of shit known as professional wrestling. I think that's maybe a catchphrase. I'm going to go with it. Um, we've had a lot going on. Um, just want to talk about, uh, it's a Monday right now, so I was just going to talk about some wrestling shit right now. Some rumors coming out. Uh, just all the crazy shit going on in wrestling. NXT, AEW, maybe AEW, I don't know. I might talk a little bit about it. Um, I haven't caught up with AEW much. Uh, Root Beer Wrestling, as Tony calls it. Um, Cody seems to be doing pretty well. I don't like the guy, but he's been uh, he's been killing it as babyface. Um, MJF, I have still uh, have my reservations about him. I don't hate him as much as uh, some people do, but he is a an absolute tryhard. Um, but the MJF Cody storyline seems to be going well. It's getting the reaction it's uh, wanting. Uh, Cody doing that stupid fucking moonsault off. I think they said a twenty six foot cage the fuck? Why? Um, but yeah, I have yet to see that match. I probably never will because I don't pay attention to AEW. Um, but yeah, um, I might uh, catch up on that. Right now, the big stories right, um, going on really have to do with, uh, of course, the road to WrestleMania and a lot of, um, a lot of controversy going into what the card's going to be. Uh, a lot of controversy going into certain matches in particular who Bailey is going to face, whether it's Sasha or Naomi, but it looks like it might not be Naomi because they're doing it at Super Showdown. And I hate it because now I have to watch Super Showdown because I'm not missing that match. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not missing that. Um, like, those are two that have never faced off one-on-one before that I can, that I can recall. Uh, two very great in-ring performers, Bailey especially, uh, has just been carrying the division right now on her back, as she do. Uh, Naomi coming back, going viral, um, just just feeling herself right now. I feel like this is the most complete Naomi we have seen. I feel like she, more than ever, I feel like ever since 2016, 2017, she's really known, like, she knows her character, she knows herself, and now it's like she, she's turning up to 11, she's turning up to 1,000 at this point, with the glow, with the, uh, the attire she has, like, the, the fro, all that stuff, this is the best I think Naomi has been as far as a character and as far as a personality goes, and the only unfortunate thing is I have yet to see Naomi get the chance to really showcase what she can do because she's had to be in the ring with Carmella. <laughs> And, oh, I'm going to talk, you know, I'm going to talk about Carmella because I've been wanting to talk about her for a while. I have, um, not been a good relationship with me and Carmella. I, um, of course I watched NXT religiously around 2014, 2015. The whole Enzo cast thing was, uh, it was, uh, still over. This is back when they had potential and promise, unlike now, where it's just sad. Um, let me move over here. 
Um, but yeah, like, Carmella came in, I was like, okay, this could be interesting, let's see what she can do, and, like, I remember some people liking her from the very start, I'm just like, no, this, she is, she is green as goose shit, she's, like, maybe at the time I didn't give her enough of a chance, because, again, she just, she really just started, she was a cheerleader, um, uh, I forgot what team she cheered for, but, uh, she was a cheerleader, uh, coming into professional wrestling, so of course she wasn't going to get it off right away, but it felt like they were giving her a big push, and I'm like, no, do not fucking do that, um, never got the appeal to her, I only started warming up to her, honestly, when she just became a valet, and that would become a theme, really, for her career, and I'm sorry, but Carmella, um, people aren't going to want to admit this, but she's at her best when she is a valet or a side piece for certain wrestlers, for male wrestlers, even female wrestlers, we haven't seen that yet with her, but like, hell, she could be, um, the Dana Brooke to someone's Emma one day, but she is best as the side character, when she's by herself, when she's the front and center of attention, it's either garbage, or she has someone on her side that overshadows her in every way, in other words, James Ellsworth. And I remember people warming up to her. First, it was right around NXT, the latter part, where Sasha's gone, Charlotte's gone, Becky's gone, and Bailey's running the division. Bailey is just, she is the NXT women's division at this point. Uh, Asuka is still being built up, still has some time to grow. So it's really just Bailey. And they had her team with uh, Carmella, and Bay Mella was a thing, and they had really good chemistry. And I never got into it that much. I was back then. I wasn't the biggest Bailey fan, uh, but looking back, um, I even watched a match they had together in NXT. Carmella always looks better when she's with Bailey because I I swear it feels like Bailey. She's always great, but she goes the extra mile for people that she respects and are, and are friends with. When she's in the ring with Sasha, she turns it up to 11. When she's in the ring with Carmella, she turns it up to 11. Like, that's just who she is. Like, she is so, like, dedicated to making her friends look good, making, like, who she's in the ring with look good. And Carmella was looking good for a while. She was improving. I mean, she was, I mean, of course, when you're in the business, you start improving. Um, which people confuse improving with, um, being good, um, like with Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke is fine, um, she improved a lot, and I respect that, but she's still not anywhere near good to great, and damn sure not near elite level, same goes for Carmella, like, it's, people want to, anytime people improve, or get, like, they go from an F to a D, or a like a D minus to a C, they want to act like it's a fucking A or B, and that's not the case, um, credit to them for improving, credit to them for really getting their shit together and, you know, getting, getting somewhere, but let's not take it too far, we will give them credit for improving and improving only, we're not going to put a title on them just because they've improved, they're not the best at their craft, not even close, and really, after NXT 2016, I don't feel like she really improved much after that at all. She had her feud with Nikki Bella, which was fine. Um, she was the first one to really lay on the John Cena stuff, 
which became the most overused, oversaturated fucking cliche in a feud with Nikki Bella ever. Um, the point where Ronda Rousey used it, and at that point, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's it's done, it's tired. Also, I'm gonna get to the Bellas later. Trust me, I will get to the Bellas later. And their Hall of Fame, and the assholes that want to discredit them. But, hey. Uh, nevertheless, about Carmella. Um, she had that, and then, like, I forgot when she was paired with Ellsworth, but, like, it... You know, she won Money in the Bank. It was, that was right around the time she paired with Ellsworth. She was always the second wheel to Ellsworth. I don't remember anything she did with the Money in the Bank briefcase. If anyone can tell me what she did with that briefcase before she cashed in on Charlotte, let me know. Please let me know. Because she held it for a while. But she didn't do a goddamn thing with it. But, you know, she uh, she's a heel. She's building stuff up, uh, some people, some of my friends really liked her, I, I tried to get on board, tried to, because I, I just really did not like Carmella, but I was trying to give her a chance, all that stuff, um, but, then we get to 2018, then we get to the cash-in, which was a great moment, it was the best moment of Carmella's career to this day, she, she didn't fuck it up, she, um, she acted amazing, like, she, her, reaction to winning the title was was the, was the best because it was real it was genuine um of course everyone hated charlotte she just beat fucking oscar's uh undefeated streak so that was a thing so you have that you have there you go like and at that at that point like okay cool, let's see where Carmella can go with this, maybe Carmella will have a great reign, maybe, maybe this is the start of something for Carmella, and just, everyone wants to call Carmella a great promo, but other than, like, her coronation, name me one Carmella promo that you remember, one Carmella promo that stands out, like, please tell me, she is generic, she, um, like, it's, I just don't get it, I don't get it with her on the mic, She's not as good as Alexa Bliss. Um, even though Alexa Bliss is so, somewhat overrated, she's still better than Carmella on the mic. James Ellsworth was still the one overshadowing her when he returned in their like her match with Asuka. He got the biggest pop. He's the, like the one that's over. And I'm not even a fan of James Ellsworth, especially with the stuff that came out. But he was like he was the star. Um, I think it's ridiculous. And after that, like, the matches she had were terrible. She had Asuka's worst matches in her career um, until until she hit... Well, no, the matches with Alexa Bliss were worse. It's, it's really it's really toss-up between the Alexa and Carmella matches, but... Did Asuka no favors. And then, all of a sudden, gets SummerSlam. Of course, Charlotte gets in the match. We're ready for Becky Carmella. We're, uh, Charlotte's added in. What the fuck? And we get that match, and Carmella's really good. And it's like, where was this the whole time? And, of course, that's where she loses the title. And then she has a rematch a week later. This is the same week, the same night that Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte and got one of the biggest ovations I've ever heard. Um, and she was really good. Surprisingly good. Like, where the hell was this the whole time good? And it's like, are you performing like this just because your push is ending? So maybe, 
you know, Carmella will start improving. And I laid off of her for a while because she was, she had the thing with R-Truth. It worked. Um, probably the most entertaining she's ever been because R-Truth is one of the best performers of our generation. He deserves all the respect. He's one of the best ever. One of the best ever. Period. Like, a fucking legend. I love R-Truth. They're doing a 24 special on him. I, I don't know if it's today, tomorrow, Wednesday, whenever it is, I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be fucking great. <clears throat> they do the 24-7 stuff. R-Truth is amazing. Drake Maverick's amazing. And then Carmella wins it. <clears throat> and nothing happens. Nothing. She, along with the, uh, the rest of the women's division, killed that title. They killed it dead. To the point where now Riddick Moss has the belt. And no one's talking about the 24-7 title. Because R-Truth and Drake Maverick, they made it. They made it great. Because you need acts like them who can do the comedy stuff. Because this is a comedy title. Carmella, by herself, is not funny. She never has been funny. I have never laughed once at a promo that she's had. Like, no. And Riddick Moss, uh, fuck Rick, Riddick Moss. Um, Drew's a nice guy, but fuck him. And, like, 24-7 title is, like, not dead in the water anymore. It's, it's at least on TV now. But Carmella was, like, the, like, was the big, de- like, she started the big decline of that fucking title. Because nothing happened. And, and that's not all on Carmella, but she could have done shit on social media to really build it up. She could have gotten it over the way Drake Maverick did and R-Truth did on social media. She could have done all that, but she didn't. Um, and no one cared. So, that was that. And then they just separated. And then Carmella was basically just a body on the roster until recently, where they're like, hey... You've been here for a while. You you haven't had a match with Bailey in a while. And we need a filler opponent for Bailey. Let's just give you the match. And they do the match. She's pretty mid in the Fatal 4-Way match. She wins. Uh, pinning Naomi, which is just the worst. Um, but at least Naomi would get the win back, so it's all good. And then Bailey comes in immediately. Hits her with her fucking finisher. And I swear to fuck, Carmella was smiling the entire time, she did not change, she has no awareness of where the fuck she is, to the point where, she's like, oh my god, I won, and then Bailey's grabbing her fucking head, about to drive into the canvas, and Carmella's still smiling, like, she doesn't know who the, like, someone's fucking behind her, about to attack her, she's just like, yay, I win, wait, what's going on, oh, yay, oh, and she's down, I, I, I damn near expected her to be smiling while she was unconscious, that would have actually made it funny. It was still pretty funny. But like, and then we get to Bailey Carmella. Carmella looks good because Bailey made her look good. Um, one of the better Bailey matches we've we've seen because Bailey again, when it's with one of her friends who she has chemistry with, she will she'll go the extra mile, and that's what happened. And but you know, I was willing to be like, okay. Um, Carmelo did not look bad here. She looked good. You know, let's see. I, I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, well, Bailey just made fucking magic with uh, a mid-worker. 
And that was proven the next week when she faced Naomi. And that was a train wreck. Carmella? People say Carmella's held back with her moveset, with the way she wrestles. And I'm not saying that I, I... You could say that all you want. And whatever. You do you. But that does not excuse Carmella not even fucking getting the fundamentals of wrestling down after five years in the business. This woman cannot take a bump. This woman cannot take a kick. This woman cannot fucking sell. She sold the KOD for two seconds and then rolled out of the ring like it was fucking nothing. She, like, this is not shit you blame on... Like, no, you don't blame this on... No, just no. Like, you just don't. This is not a whole, like, being held back thing. This is a Carmella sucks at her job thing. And if you're being held back, at least make what you're doing work. You can be held back and still make it entertaining. Carmella has not done that. Carmella has not shown me any anything different from 2016 to 2019. Or to, or to 2020 now. Nothing. How am I supposed to, like... like Huh? She's being held back? How? How do you know? How do you know she's being held back? Are they telling her to take shitty bumps? Are they telling her to not sell? I highly fucking doubt it. Highly doubt it. So that's that's just stupid. That's a stupid narrative. Um, brought by the Carmites. Which they call themselves that. I shit you not. Trying to make excuses for this woman. Just admit that she's, like, she's still got a lot of work to do. She's not the worst. She's not the worst wrestler I've ever seen. God, no. There are plenty of worse wrestlers on that roster. But the excuses people make for her is just asinine. It makes no sense. Just admit that, like, she has work to fucking do. Dana Brooke should not be surpassing her. She just shouldn't. So, that, that's that. Um, Carmella flopped. She flopped. That's just the way it is. May, you know what? Look, if she ever improves, if she ever bounces back from this, I will be the first to be congratulating her. And saying, hey, all like she took our criticism, she took what everyone said, and turned it around and became a great wrestler. Until then... Shut the fuck up. Because she has not proven anything other than she has not... She, she's done nothing of note since her title win. Since being with our truth Like, nothing. Except for dating married men. Or just divorced men. Which is fine. I mean, you do you. But that's all people care about. That's all people talk about with her. It's one thing for people to talk about Becky and Seth's relationship, but at least they talk about their other shit. All they, all they care about with Carmella is her fucking shit with Corey Graves and her shit with R-Truth. And it's sad. You know? It's really sad. 
Anyways, I'm going to end this recording, and I'm going to see you back in just a couple seconds, because I'm, well, in a few seconds. So, see you on the other side. Thank you. One day later. So, it is the next day. It is the Tuesday after Raw. And since I was a little busy or just too lazy to do a follow-up yesterday, I'm going to do a follow-up now. And let's, let's fucking talk about Raw, guys, shall we? Shall we? We shall, because I say so. So we shall. So, Raw was an interesting show. I Raw has been solid. It has not been great. It has not been, like, the best shit ever. It has not been such good shit. But it has had its great moments. It's great booking here and there. Like, it's right now the... I, I said at one point it was the A show over NXT, but now I'm not really sure. Um, it's it's really a toss up between Raw and NXT. They're both they both have their issues, they both have their flaws, but I'll take them over SmackDown right now, uh, at least right now because SmackDown is gonna be having some big shit like the Bellas and John Cena and all this stuff and like and actually tonight we have the Bellas doing backstage, so that's some that's some good shit right there. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what they say about the people that say they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and all that shit. I'm very interested and, look for, and looking forward to listening to that. Now, getting back to Raw, the highlight was not even during the show. Before Raw even started, it was a WWE.com exclusive, and I I, I don't remember the interviewer's name, but. She wanted to talk to Shayna Baszler. <laughs> she she comes up to Shayna and be like like I don't know asking her about Becky or like 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 how how she's gonna beat all six of these girls at a chamber and all that stuff and facing Becky all that shit and Shayna <laughs> she I don't know what she does with her face in this. She's trying to be intimidating, but she's moving her mouth like a an old lady who doesn't have her dentures in, and she's trying to bite down, and it's just not working. She she's trying to talk, but it's just it's just not it's not working, and her face and this this interviewer trying to act like she's so scared and I mean I don't blame her because it's Shayna Baszler she would probably rip my head off but in that moment I'm just fucking laughing I'm like what are you doing sorry so week one Shayna's a vampire week two Shayna says fuck them kids and week three I don't even know what this is and then we get to the actual Raw segment, where they do, like, the, um, signing and everything, and you can tell how little faith they have in their women on the mic when a woman who doesn't even speak English is given all of the fucking mic time because she's just that charismatic and just that damn good. Um, Asuka was just phenomenal. She feels like a bigger star right now than Shayna Baszler, and that's not good. That's not good. The feud with Becky, I get, was supposed to be a filler feud, basically a glorified filler feud. But right now, Shayna feels like the filler feud. They had a nice little brawl and all, but it doesn't feel big. 
Asuka feels like the star. Asuka feels like she should be the one facing Becky at Mania with how hot she is right now. Not Shayna. Because I don't think the main roster knows who Shayna Baszler is yet. Is she a vampire? Is she the submission magician? Is she... Um, is she a mute? Is she like... What is Shayna right now? Because I don't know. They seem conflicted. And it makes me think like how... like How does Paul Heyman see Shayna Baszler? Like what is he trying to do with Shayna? Because I know he's high on him. He's high on her. He's high on Shayna Baszler. Um, but it's, it's just not showing right now. And it's just, it's just, it's not good. Um, I, I enjoyed week one. Like, I thought it was like, if, but if you're going to go in that direction, fucking go in that direction. Really have her be that brutal, bloodthirsty, like, badass. But they are not doing that. The only continuation they have is Asuka telling Shayna to bite her. And, like, is that going to be a thing she does in matches? Is it going to be, like, after her match, she bites everyone's neck? It's like a ritual? It'd be, like, the fucking brood? Like, is Shayna the fourth member of the brood? I don't know! Damn, that would be... Uh, if Shayna comes out to the brood's music, then this will all be made up for. Because I miss that theme song. I really miss that theme song. So good. But, that was that segment. Also, another highlight of the segment, Liv Morgan fucking leaped leaped into Ruby Riot like she was going for the most aggressive ass hug and it, it was really good and Liv Morgan didn't talk and that's for the better actually I would have preferred Ruby if Ruby Riot at least grabbed the microphone to bash Liv Morgan a little bit do a little more of that because Ruby Riot if we're going by all six we're going Asuka Liv Ruby Shayna Fuck, who's even, who else is even in the match? Um, it's, oh, fuck, Natalia. Oh, my God. And Sarah Logan. Oh, I'm gonna get to Sarah's fucking ass later. But, um, yeah, like, none of them can really hack it on the mic, except for Sarah Logan and her game meet. Um, but Ruby is a great talker, and she would have, she would have knocked it out of the park. But they didn't, they didn't do it. They gave it to Asuka, which is fine. I love Asuka, and Asuka is dripping with charisma more and more every time I see her. It's phenomenal. And yeah, it was it was an awkward segment and then of course Shayna came out last. She came out late, you know, just so she could like, you know, show like show how intimidating she is and clear the ring and all that stuff. And you know, then Becky comes out and they brawl and, and Becky wore the deal with the glasses and all that shit. Becky Lynch is now a crazed Shayna fan on Twitter, which is... It doesn't really come across on TV, but hey, you know, whatever you gotta do, Becky. Uh, that video was amazing. She made. So that was that. Drew McIntyre had a sit-down interview. I believe it was with Michael Cole. I miss them doing these. They used to do these a lot more often, and I want more, because they were really good. And Michael Cole does a great job at it. I... If anyone, like, say what you will about Michael Cole, but he, he does his job really well. Always have. Um, I, I remember it used to be the same way when Jim Ross used to do the same, like, with uh, Mankind, when they had the, that four-part segment on his early, like, pre-WWF career. 
all like the dude love stuff, the cactus jack stuff, everything. And like that's that's like the intimate setting with the wrestler speaking their mind and speaking from the heart. That is I love that stuff. Not the I am joined by Roman Reigns. Roman, how do you feel about blah 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 blah? Like the like when it's sit when you sit down and you really it's like intimate and especially when the wrestlers get angry and it gets so like uncomfortable like that's the shit like Samoa Joe is a big one like he oh I miss those please give me more of those but they did it with Drew he talked about his his whole like journey uh with the you know coming in as like uh, I don't know if he brought up the David Dave Taylor thing where he was like his sidekick but you know he came in as the chosen one was supposed to be a world champion. Vince guaranteed he would be a world champion. And you know Vince, he doesn't back down on his guarantees. You know. And he never did. He, you know, he had the whole dispute with, um, shit. Oh my god, I forgot. Taryn Terrell, um, Tiffany. And that put a halt, I guess, you know, and then he just kind of fell down the card. He wasn't really getting much interest. And then, you know, 3MB happened, and then they released him. And then he talked about his journey. Like, he talked about everything, and it was very heartfelt. It was real. You could tell. Like, it was really good. And I would say I want more of this, but I don't, because I don't think they should dwell on this. I don't think they should rely on everything he did before now. Like, I want them to actually tell a story and not just be like, well, he, he got fired and all this stuff, like the indies and blah, blah. Like, you need to bring it up because it is important to his career. But I want, you know, in the coming weeks, I would prefer some, like, actual story progression. But this was good. I enjoyed this, you know. Um, now, whether Drew McIntyre is actually going to succeed in this role, that's a whole other story. I'm waiting for it. I don't think it's going to work, but I'm just judging what I see here. On the, sur- on the surface, in a vacuum, this was good. So, we'll have to see. The star of the night... Well, there were a few stars. Asuka was one. And the other was Montez Ford. The main event of the night was Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford. The second this was announced... I mean, I, I know, they had Buddy Murphy versus Angelo Dawkins. I haven't watched that match yet. I'm sure it was good. Um, because, again, Raw comes on like later and... It's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. So I, I watch, like, half the show, basically, like, the important stuff. But Seth versus Montez. When I first saw this match was announced, I... My heart sunk into my chest. Like, my heart... My heart went into my lug. Like, it just, like... Oh, my God. Because I knew. I fucking knew, like... In the back of my mind, I'm like... If they give Montez a singles match with a big name a reliable in-ring worker who has been good to great for a long time in the ring like Seth Rollins he's going to he's going to show out and he did this was great he looked like a an absolute an absolute star because he is and i didn't think they would be this soon but like WWE this is like you need, to, you need to pay attention to this. You need to remember this. Because that man is going to make... That man can make you money. That man can make you money if you give him a singles run. 
if you really push him, he, I believe in Montez Ford. I truly believe in him. He has a charisma to him that not a lot of people do. He is just, he's so good. And this match, and he's also good in the ring. He's extremely athletic, one of the most athletic people on that roster. And unlike Ricochet, who's also athletic, he can actually back it up with some actual personality. Speaking of Ricochet, um, what kind of build-up? <laughs> like, I get the whole sentiment that there's what's the point of building up to Ricochet versus Lesnar when we know what's going to happen, but damn it, at least try. <laughs> like, at least, at least try. And I know Paul Hammond cut that promo trying to convince me and all that shit. It's like, motherfucker, you haven't tried... Your booking hasn't tried to convince me the past two or three weeks. And I'm supposed to believe you here when you say that if Ricochet wins, it will shake up the whole foundation of WrestleMania and blah, 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 blah. And I, like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I appreciate you trying now, but too little too late, man. Like, Brock's winning, and if Brock doesn't win, that's the dumbest fucking decision ever made. And, you know, and, and Ricochet had a match with Luke Gallows. And it was an even match with Luke Gallows. He struggled against Luke Gallows. He is having a match in two days with Brock Lesnar. And he is struggling with Luke Gallows. Do you see the issue here? Nevertheless. Um, yeah, uh, Ricochet has no chance. Uh, no fucking chance. I will say it will go three minutes. Um, it could go longer. And, you know, Rick Sh- uh, Brock, Brock loves bumping, like, making the like little guys look good. But if Kofi got eight seconds, Ricochet should not be getting any more than two or three. I'm sorry. That's just that's just the way it is. You know. Uh, credit to Ricochet for at least having, like, the smarts to actually go after Brock's balls. Which no one fucking does because Brock was just dumb and doesn't wear a cup. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Just, just no. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, the main event. Fucking, we had, um, I think it was Kevin Owens versus, oh, Jesus. I'm trying to remember what it was. Like, it was Kevin Owens versus some, like, all I remember, because I haven't seen the main event, all I saw was the finish. And Seth Rollins is now converting referees. Okay. <laughs> okay then. So we're going full end of like we're going NWO here where like they have their own fucking referee now. And this is a new guy, so it's like, huh. Um yeah. I, I'm not sure if he's an indie wrestler. I, I heard from somewhere that he is. Um someone uh someone said he was pretty ugly. To me he looks a little bit like Steve O in the face. <laughs> a little bit, like Steve O's half brother. But that was interesting. They, they're, I appreciate that they are going all out with the Monday Night Messiah thing. They're trying. They're doing what they can. Is it working right now? Ugh. Seth is losing view. He lost a lot of viewers in that like that whole sermon he did. I feel like right now it's not clicking. But if they commit to it, it can work. Seth is growing out the beard and everything, trying to make him look like Jesus. The of course, the first comparison is the straight-edge society. You know, I hope I hope he may I hope he makes it his own though. I hope they make it his own. I hope they don't try to just make it another straight-edge society ripoff. But you know, hey, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't think they should have more members either. If they do, I would suggest maybe debut Killer Cross. 
maybe have him in the group, and then they could just have those five if you really want to push Seth. But then again, Seth is a tag champion, so at this point, what, like, what's the point? Um, but yeah, um, if there's anything, if anything else I'm missing? Oh, Alistair Black and Eric Rowan. They actually had a good fucking match. Alistair Black can make, he can make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, when he's on, he's on, and he's most of the time he's on. And man, he is a star. And he wants to go after AJ Styles. And we're getting AJ Styles versus Alistair Black next week. That's going to be fucking hot. But yeah, like, I don't know if there's anything else. Um, I'm going to head out. I might do another recording. But if not, thank you guys for tuning in. Peace out.